Why are you so important? If you've come this far, then you know what's out there. Keep going for family. I'm not family. No. Cargo. You're not gonna scare us. Scared him? You have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. Be careful who you put your faith in. Everybody I have cared for has either died or left me. Do you trust me? Hello, everyone. You listen to the TV Zone podcast coverage of The Last of Us. I'm your host, Jay, and I am not alone. My co-host has come aboard for this crazy journey that we're going to go down. Talk about the one, the only Miss Real Queen of Horror herself, the one, the only Miss Zena. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Jay, look at us. We're reunited. We're back at it again. Yes, right? It's been a long time. It has been. Yes, very long time. And it almost seemed like the powers to be did not want us to do this. Right? Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, right off the bat, I mean, how have you been um, and everything? You know, let's catch up for a little second before we get into some heavy stuff, I should say. Oh, God. <laughs> I've, I've been well, you know, watching a lot of movies and series, obviously, some really awesome ones, some ones that's just like, eh, I'll never watch that one again. It was an experience. But yeah, you know, been been doing well. How about you? I've been good. I mean, I'm, I'm still on this podcasting train. Mm-hmm. Um, doing all these shows, of course. And You're doing yeah, it. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, eventually I want to take more of a backseat, get more behind the scenes and let other people just do the podcasting thing. But oh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll get there one day, I, I assume. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, things have been good, and here we are for The Last of Us, mm-hmm. um, and for this episode, we're going to be talking, we're going to be doing a double feature here. We're doing episode two, titled Infected, as well as episode three, Long, Long Time. Mm-hmm. Now, right off the bat, because I did episode one by myself and everything, which was just a quick you know, kind of episode just to kind of get this thing started because right. I really want to get into the, you know, the grind of everything when you came on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, real quick, did you know of the games before? I mean, when this a TV show came out, did you know it was it was going to be an adaptation from a video game? Yes, yes. It's it's a it's a big game. I'm not a hardcore gamer, but I have played it. You know, I I won't say that I'm like a super expert. Um, but we'll we'll get more into this talk. But um, yeah, I, I played it. I enjoyed it. And it's it's really nice to see that you know the series they adapted the game like so far awesomely. It's been awesome. Well, I mean, it doesn't hurt when one of the creators is also the creator of the game, Druckerman. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't hurt to have him right you know, involved, <laughs> right? And what's crazy about it for me is that I never played the first game. I mm-hmm. knew of it. I never played the first game. 
And some way, somehow, uh, I bought part two and thought it was part one until I saw that it said part two and I've been playing part two. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is where I am. So as far as the adaption from the first game to what's going on with season one right now, mm-hmm. I am kind of oblivious to it because I didn't play the first game. Oh. But unfortunately, I know future stuff that's going to happen. Oh, no. As concerning certain characters because of how uh, part two of the game goes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, this is kind of interesting in that aspect for me. But I do plan on going back and getting uh, the first game and playing that one because I am enjoying playing the second game. Okay. So, okay. Look at you. Yeah. Fancy. Well, well, I mean, I try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, real quick, um, just your initial like thoughts and reactions to the first episode. Since you was not on the first episode with me. Right. Well, I mean, from the start, I feel like the series like really had me. You know, I feel like it is such a an emotional like time. You know what I mean? And plus, okay, we'll talk more about this, but I love the undead zombies type of theme. I know some people don't call them zombies, but I do, okay? And I love love like that's one of my favorite like subgenres you know and especially because you know they when they also add in like more of like stuff just to pull in on your heart you know um it felt real it, it felt like it happens like so fast and like what would you do in that type of situation I my heart obviously we could be spoiler e right yes I mean especially with with these first three episodes right because I, mean, I mean episode five is going to be releasing on mm-hmm. friday as yeah this recording so okay well the the game is just like what the first episode they did a great job because that's pretty much how the game is you know you you have this father and he has his daughter and this stuff goes down and they're just trying to escape you know they're, they're, he's trying his best to keep her safe and i love the fact that they have like such a great relationship you could feel the love you know obviously that's his daughter you know and that that's her father's her father so it's just kind of like you know that they're trying to they're just trying to survive right but then they give us like a blow you know mm. with the death of his daughter and oh man it still like hurts even though it's like i knew it was coming you know um i especially love the shot that they have when him and his daughter they're kind of like running down the street and you can see kind of mm-hmm. like their downtown type of area. You know, uh, there is a game, there's a shot in the game that's that's like that as well. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, they did a good job with that. I feel like even if you didn't play the game, because like I said, I played this a long time ago. So there's stuff that I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Like, I feel like anyone would be able to enjoy the show. You know what I mean? Um, because it's just like that type of show. Like, I, I don't want to try to compare it to another show that, I don't know, did it end <laughs> recently? Yeah, like, but, you know, when I, yes. it, it's kind of like that where it's that those first couple of seasons, anyone could be into the show and it didn't matter if you didn't read any of the comics, you know? Yes, and I don't think that this show will go the way of that other show. I hope not. I, I, I don't, I don't believe it will. Yeah. That show, like, I I mean, no offense, this is not shady. 
I, I used to like really love that show. Like the first three seasons, I want to say I was on board. But then after a while, um, you know, it just you just felt kind of defeated as <laughs> as the viewer, defeated and stressed. At least that's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, I got to season seven. And, Whoa. And that kind of became like a grind for me. And I kind of tapped out in the middle of season seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, I think maybe like, I'm sorry. Ago, you can hear my cat? No, no, okay. I can't. Um, maybe about two, three years ago, I tried to pick it back up and I got through the remainder of season seven mm-hmm. and I think I'm halfway into season eight. Wow. But yeah, but at the same time, I, I really do want to get back into it because like little snippets that I've seen as it progressively, you know, went on and everything and they expanded, you know, the world in a mm-hmm. sense, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of people that look like us start to show up. Right. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm, uh, you know, maybe I should get back into this. And then, of course, the spinoff. I tried to get into Fear, but I think I watched the first season. But I don't know for some reason I just stopped with that too. I don't know. Maybe I just got fatigued. Yeah. But this is, this show is completely different from that because even though we, they technically are zombies, but they're not they're mm-hmm. affected. Mm-hmm. You know, so that right there is is a little bit of a difference because it's almost like a hive type thing that's going on, right. opposed to individuals that just kind of work together in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but uh, I did want to mention because uh, I mentioned it on the first episode, but I wanted to mention it on here with you. I mean, Nico Parker, she mm-hmm. she was the she was the star to me in, yeah. in the first half of that first episode mm-hmm. and. I mean, her 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 death scene. I mean, yeah, that hurt. It did because she was so great at in that scene. Yeah, and I mean, she. I feel like this. She looks exactly like her mother. She does. <laughs> it's like it's like are you sure that's not a clone of her? Yeah. It is, are we sure that's not a clone? Because yeah, she. Because like I said on that first episode, like the. That first half is really the Sarah show, mm-hmm. and Joel and Tommy just kind of float into it, right? Up until that, you know, that scene with that no good soldier shows uh, up. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, she she was dope, and I mean, I hope that we see her like more in flashbacks because I mean, we're going to talk about it as we kind of go along. That's one thing that this show is doing too is giving us current day in 2023 in the show and then it's going back and you know it's giving you flashbacks mm-hmm. so I, I hope they do bring her back and and if they do more flashbacks with joel they bring her back yeah and i'm kind of curious who is the mother i know we i know we're not supposed to know who it is right i would like to know i was wondering that too like you know because uh yeah <laughs> I mean, they, they, I mean, no, that was like one of the biggest things. Like the casting, when they said, "Okay, you're gonna have Pedro Pascal play Joel," and everybody's like, "Huh?" Like, all right. I mean, nothing against Pedro, but you know, people didn't. I'm glad people did not freak out 
you know, like how they normally do. Right. Oh, it's not exactly like the game. Mm-hmm. You know, blah, blah. They, they didn't do that. They was cool with it. But still, it was like, okay, so you're going to make him Joel. Gabriel Luna is Tommy. And then Nico Parker is Sarah? Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's where it's kind of like, oh, well, who's the mother? Right. You know, it's that type of thing. So, but... But um, but yeah, I mean, but how do you feel about the uh, the casting choices and just so far with like the performances that we're getting from the cast? Well, first, I'll I'll start off uh, with Pedro Pascal. Um, I think that he's doing an awesome job. Like I feel for his character so much, and obviously that just showcases his great acting. You know, I feel like there's just something really um, compelling about him. You know, and then this is I'll, I'll, well, I'll go to Sarah. Well, I'll go to Nico Parker who plays Sarah, his daughter. I just think that she is just so adorable. And like you said, that she looks just like her mother. And obviously she's talented. She's super talented. And I was hoping, like I knew it was coming, but I want, like you said, I want to see flashbacks of her because it's just like, I love seeing her on screen. And like you said, you know, as the viewers on the first episode, we're we're mainly with her, you know, for, for, for the most part. So I just really like her. And then kind of jumping ahead, uh, the character... Um, Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey, she is so cute. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is doing such a great job. This is kind of a weird thing, but um, Netflix has like this series called The Worst Witch. It's a remake from this show from the late 90s, early 2000s, and is based off of the, the movie um, from the 80s with Tim Curry. So uh, Bella Ramsey, she actually played uh, Mildred Hubble. Mildred Hubble, who's always in trouble. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Point is, it's just so great to see her in a serious role because I know that she was in Game of Thrones, but I don't know if we ever really talked about this, but I'm I'm not like crazy about Game of Thrones, you know? And I know also too, she's in um, His Dark Materials, which I only watched like the first season and everything. So, but anyway, that's just kind of going down like a rabbit hole. I think that she's doing such a great job. She just... I forget that she's kind of like, she's a grown woman. Like, even though I know she's like 19, but you know, like she's an adult. So it's just cool seeing her on screen. I really like her character. You know, I like how witty she is. And, oh man, Tess, we're going to talk about it, but I'm hurt. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, yeah, I was I was surprised by that. Right? I mean, I, I, I'm a fan of uh, Anna Tove. Uh, a- Anna Tove, yes. I'm I'm a fan of hers because mm-hmm. I used to watch Fringe and mm-hmm. I thought she was a great I, I thought she did a great job on Fringe. I like her character on Fringe. Fringe, I think, is a show that people should go back and watch mm-hmm. because you know, I at the time I think Fringe was ahead of his time in some way. I think so too. You know, but she was dope on that show. And so when I saw that she was gonna be here, I was like, All right, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? And I was just hoping it wasn't true. Say it's not true when that happened, you know. And I'm sorry, I, I also skipped over Gabriel Luna, who played uh, who plays Tommy. I have to be honest with you, I don't really know yet. I don't really feel like we've seen enough of him yet. No, we haven't. You know, so, but I mean, he's been doing a great job, you know, so far. But gosh, I'm I, I'm stressed out, Jay. This show, at the first episode, it had me hooked, you know, um, couldn't get enough of it. I waited to watch it because I wanted to like have like some episodes built up, you know, 
and but mm-hmm. I couldn't, so I I watch it like on the second week. So then that way, at least I have like the second episode where I'm like not on a cliffhanger. <laughs> you know, you ever try to do that? Yeah, I mean, well, the way I'm watching the show, I don't watch it on Sundays. Right, me too. Um, yeah, I, I turn. I kind of either watch it Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh, uh, that's there. And, and as of this recording, I have not watched episode four. Oh, thank God, me neither. I was too stressed. <laughs> I needed a break. I was scared. I'm waiting to watch it this upcoming Sunday. Well, actually, it's releasing on Friday. Well, Friday. Okay. Well, so, I usually watch though, like on Sunday. And, and, and you know the reason why they're releasing it on Friday too, right? Oh my God, why? Well, I mean, there's a there's a little game that's taking place in Arizona. Oh know, yeah, so. <laughs> little game, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah I, I never yeah, pay they, attention. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to compete with that little game that's going on out there. So, I'm good for them though. I mean, I would have watched. So, I mean, that's, I mean, because you know, I mean. That is a it is a big deal. Yes, right? you know, and people around the world do watch it. So, so I so HBO, I, I give y'all kudos. Y'all, okay, HBO, you know your you know your audience. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like all right, we'll we'll give it to y'all early, and yeah. So, I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch it Monday. That's okay. probably when I'll watch it. Um, but anywho, um. Uh, Okay, so kind of coming into this episode. Mm-hmm. So just like the first episode, um, we opened in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, September 24th, 2003 in Jakarta, Indonesia. Right. And it's funny, my, my could, anytime I hear about Jakarta, I always think about needful things. Mm. <laughs> and the reason why I think about this. You, well, you've seen Needful Things, right? I have. Okay, so you'll get this reference then. So at the end, after uh, J.T. Walsh character, Buster, after he dives, you know, takes the devil through the window and blows up the building, he dies. The devil, of course, he doesn't die. You know, he comes out and he got the handcuffs, he throws it down, and he looks at Ed Harris' character, he tells him, he say, so, so I'll, I'll see your grandson in 20-something in Jakarta. Oh, yeah. Right? And it's like, for some reason, that has always stuck with me. That's creepy. I'm like, well, what's this history you're going to make? Is this the history? Oh, my God. (laughs) What? So, yeah, so anytime I hear Jakarta, that's what I think of, right? So, um, we are there because going back to the first episode, you get the kind of in the background um, where, okay, there was something going on in Jakarta. Mm-hmm. You you hear it like on the news, like yeah, there was a big thing that was going on in Jakarta, and you know people's kind of knowing. Certain people know what's going on; other people just kind of oblivious until you know freaking infected people start showing up at the doorstep, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you see what these soldiers they come to this little restaurant and they grab this doctor, just like the heck, you just yeah, come, just minding her business. Have, yeah, she's just minding her business, trying to have you know trying to eat. And y'all just come hoist her up and are you coming with us? Like, what? Mm. Wait a minute. So they, you know, take her to this uh, uh, medical facility, basically. Mm-hmm. And they start showing her the, you know, spores and stuff like that. She's like, what the heck is this? Like, what is this? <laughs> right? So 
And so it's like, oh, well, we got this off of a, a, a body that we have. Mm. So she goes and, and checks it out. And when she opens the mouth and you see the, like what we've seen already, like the little spores, that like little tentacle type things and mm-hmm. all that. And she just freaks out. Nope, I'm out yeah. of here. <laughs> oh. And that scene with her on the couch, when she tells the soldier, like, man, you might as well just bomb this whole city and everybody in it. Man. Like, like, just let me go home and be with my family until you, until y'all do what y'all do because this is it. That's horrible. Yes, and just like, how, how did you feel about like that scene? Because these opening scenes have been very reality based. Yeah, I should say. I feel like they just really know how to lock us in because yeah. you know this was like this was two days before the the outbreak. You know, mm-hmm. and so obviously in their mind, why they snatched her up, they thought that she would be able to help because, you know, she's someone who she studies this kind of stuff, like like the, the, the fungi or whatever. Right. But like, it's crazy because she kind of just killed their hopes. And I, it's understandable. Obviously, you have to be direct and stuff, but really there's no other way. There's there's no cure. There's no way of slowing it down a little. Just bomb everybody. So, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, the infected clickers. Like, I'm scared. <laughs> well, well, I mean, because she asked that question. She was like, okay, well, the other people that was at this warehouse with her. Right. Did y'all get all of them? No, they pretty much went running off into the, yeah. into the night, basically. So, <laughs> they just spreading and infecting all over the place. So, yeah. it's too late. Yeah. It's, it's too late. You know, may, maybe if they would have been rounded up also... You might have had a chance, but the fact that none of them was caught, well, yeah, we screwed. But isn't it crazy how it spread worldwide? You know, like that? And like, I know that they're they're connected, but it was like, who was just freely just flying or going all over the place? Well, okay. So one of the big things, I don't know if you heard about this, where people are connecting how they are doing about this show in regards to how COVID spread around the world so fast. Mm-hmm. Like how it kind of swept around the world. People just moving around. People thinking, oh, I'm just sick. I got, you know, I got the cold. I got the flu or something. No, you don't. You got, you got freaking COVID. Yeah. No, they had COVID at the time. So, yeah, people just moving around. But oh, I mean. Yeah, something. I got bit. Yeah. Or I ate. Or, well, in their case, with the whole fungus thing, where how it spread so fast, too, is because it was in the flower. Oh, you're right. They said that. They said yeah, that. You're so, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Dang, yeah, it only took two days. Yeah, because like, like Joel says later on mm-hmm. uh, in this episode, he's like, yeah, you know, by Monday, everything was everything was destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been Trust me. I, I, I do love some cereal and bread, so... Man. If you remember, if you remember at the, at the, at the beginning with them because it was his birthday. It was his 36th birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh Sarah was supposed to be fixing him pancakes, but they didn't have they didn't have all the ingredients to fix the yeah. pancakes. Aww. And it's just crazy like that saved them. That's what saved them. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, so we get that opening and everything and then we come back to current day 2023 where you have Joel 
Ellie and Tess, you know, now that they've made it out of the city and they know about the fact that she has that bite mark and they just trying to figure out, well, what are we going to do with her? Like, wh- wh- what is this? Is she going to turn? Like, right. Like, like, Which is understandable. Yeah. Got set up. <laughs> we got set up. We're like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And everything. And Joel is like, man, we just might as well just kill her right now and, and, yeah. and, and keep it moving. And Tess like, no, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, Tess is like the voice of reason. Yeah, right she was. Oh, and, sorry. <laughs> and the fact that, uh, you know, and I think it's funny too, like how Ellie, how she is very, she, she's very much like a kid. Mm-hmm. She is. And and she she doesn't it's like she doesn't take certain things very seriously but she takes th- certain things real serious mm-hmm. it seems because, like i was gonna say yeah it seemed like that's also how she kind of like i don't want to say cope you know but it kind of seems like that's that's how she does it you know yeah because as of right now we don't really too too know too much about her and mm-hmm. her backstory we kind of gotten certain dialogue has been spoken about her history but we don't know too we haven't seen it mm-hmm. to fully understand it and i kind of hope that we do um, yeah i see that coming for us flashback yes ho- yes hopefully we definitely should and and then it will give us a little bit more insight into why she acts the way she acts when it comes to like serious stuff like mm-hmm. why are you why are you making a joke out of something serious like you joking about the fact that you have this bite and that you're immune, so you're gonna start making jokes when Joel is ready, like literally ready to shoot you, <laughs> but you're cracking jokes. Like, all right, um, so they pretty much like, okay, we got to make this hike through the city, mm-hmm. um, and everything, and we get to see like the city was destroyed, got buildings crashed into other buildings, you know, fungus is all over the freaking place. Yes. I mean, it almost looks like um, I am legend, almost right. Um, and everything, but my, my another question to you is, how do you feel about the? And I put quotations when I say this: the fallout family dynamic of our three leads. Oh. Okay. So with the with the three, I love them together. I was really hoping that we would see more of them together. You know, um, it's kind of like what you even said before when it comes to like, well, with the uh, character Tess, she was like the voice of reason. You know, um, she kept a very positive attitude. She was a good balance for the group because it's understandable why why Joel is the way that he is. You know, um, and he's he, he's just learned to. Or he just be, became hardened, you know, over the years. So with Ellie, we kind of touched on it already. We don't know too much about her, but it seems like she's not taking everything, anything too serious. You know, I love her curio- curiosity, you know, when it comes with this. So that's what I mean that they would like a, a great balance. <sighs> but, you know, yeah. it's just, it, it just kind of sucks that we we lost Tess so early you know um but she did go out pretty much like a hero even though it was gross to see um that you know uh but you you can't help but root for them you know and I again you know with Joel being hardened of course he's hurt by it but so much has happened to him I 
I feel for him so much because I don't know if you ever, luckily, for, I don't want to say luckily, but for me, it hasn't been this extreme. But imagine you're having just horrible things happen to you. It happened in your life, you know, losing people back to back, you know, and then it just feels so bleak, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's kind of how I feel like with the show. It feels bleak, but it, it, it still has that hope, you know, because the bleakness is, you know, reality sets in. What would you do in that type of situation, you know? Um, but sorry, that's just me go going down down a rabbit hole with that. But the point is, I love their dynamic at the, at the time. So now, you know, pretty much by the end, you know, Tess convinced, you know, Joel to keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. um, him and Ellie, they need to keep going, you know? And she decides to stay behind. She blows up the building that she's in, which includes herself and this whole horde of these of these clickers, you know? Um, and yeah, and then, uh, they're, they're still trying to make their way to their allies, you know, in Massachusetts. So it, it was a tough watch, you know? Um, because, you know, again, because as the viewers, we felt, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I felt, you know, really attached to Tess as a character. And it's only been like this. It's obviously only the second episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you still feel the, the remnants when we get to episode three. Mm -hmm. But um, probably to end this half, I will let's let's talk about real quick about that whole scene when they go in, and we first meet, well, first introduced to the clickers and them having to be not quiet but silent. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 it, everything kind of jumps off in there because. That did feel like something straight out of a horror, mm -hmm. you know, movie and everything. With them literally having to be side these things, like walking around because they can't see, but damn it, the hell they can't hear, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's like when that thing come around that corner, and and uh, Ellie, she goes, you know, she makes a sound. That thing turns and it freaks out, and Joe has to start fighting it, and then her and um. Tess take off and running and Tess not looking where she going and trips over. What the hell of that mannequin thing? Oh, came God, out? yeah. <laughs> like, it literally came out of nowhere. And so she has to shoot the other one to keep it on her tail and tell Ellie to run. So you get this whole, like, really intense, you know, fighting scene that's going on here. Just, like, how do you feel about that? And also, too, the, the creature designs. I, I, I think it's very faithful to the games. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So, um, yeah, it's it just, I mean, that was, that, I mean, that was like one of my favorite scenes of episode, of the second episode, mm -hmm. um, because that's what you get. I mean, you just get like them, like, okay, let's see, we're going to be quiet. We're going to be quiet. And all of a sudden when that noise happens and them things freak out on them and it just starts chasing them around. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they got to deal with it. Cause that was, I mean, those things are freaky to see. They, they, they are some freaky looking things. Yes, they are. They kind of look like a plant monster or something. Yes, uh, it's almost like if Seaboard from Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> or something. Um, yeah, because uh, Seaboard even freaks me out still to this day. But um, yeah, I mean, but but that was dope. And like you said, when when they find out that Tess got bit and that she was turning and she basically like. She's the reason why Joel continues on this journey. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it when we talk about episode three. But 
there's a reason why we get all of what we get with episode three. And I, I'll go more to depth in that when we start talking about it. But when she, you know, reveals that she's been bitten, mm-hmm. just a look on, on Joe's face, like, uh. like, here we go again. Like, the person that I'm closest to, I'm going to lose. Yeah. And, and, like, she just like, y'all get the heck out of here. And I got to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with this in my own way. And like I say, she blows him up, you know. But, but that, okay. That with her and when, when it comes over and it starts kissing on her, basically like assimilating her more. And she just clicking on that lighter. And then she just lets like, it's like, what the heck? It's like, wait a minute. Like, what is happening right now? Like, you, you, you can't win for losing. Like, she already got, she already got bit. But mm-hmm. then on top of that, oh, let's have this thing come over here and, you know, kissing her and, you know, oh, doing yeah. like a thing in a way, like just assimilating her. And it's like, uh, but it's like, are we going to see more of her also in flashbacks? Yeah. We do in episode three. So are we going to see more of her too? Because I, I mean, you don't, I, I, I'll say this. Some of these actors that they're that they've gotten, they are. I feel like we should have more episodes of them, not just one and done episodes. You know, I agree. You know, you, we don't get Anatole. You shouldn't get her for well, two episodes, and you shouldn't get Nick Offerman for one freaking episode. Like these are people. It's like, what are y'all doing? It's like y'all doing this on purpose? Like y'all were just like messing with us? Like, oh, such and such is on the show. Yeah, they was on one episode and deuces, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Um, but episode two, like I said, it, it is, it's an intense episode. And I think it, it kind of starts to, it's like almost like the driving force for what we'll get as the season progresses. I feel like everything that we get here kind of sets up for what comes later, mm-hmm. in a way. And everything. Yeah, I, I feel like you. That's well said with it, and I, I have to just keep on going back to this. I feel like, you know, because um, obviously you watch a lot of shows, so you understand. Sometimes it's hard to find a show that, and not saying everyone loves this show, but a show that I feel like is very much, um, kind of like universal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the whole aesthetic of this world, they show all of it. They show the the ugliness, the the brutal the brutalness, how how people can become hardened, and you know it's it can be a tough watch. It can be devastating, in in some ways. And there's there's a lot of high, like tension moments, um, but you can't help but love it. You know what I mean? And then again, just going back to these these creatures and and how they're connected and how it spreads. You know, I don't know. It just truly just feels just horrific. You know what I mean? And I, I'm i just loving how they're blending um, everything together for us. Yeah. And I'll I just say this too. Um, I feel like, I almost feel like, like this almost could actually happen. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the crazy thing. I feel like this could almost happen. I agree. So now we're on to episode three talking. Uh, the title of this episode is Long, Long Time. Oh, and yeah, um, <laughs> which is is, is is because that's the song that we hear in this episode. Um, long, long time. Um, so now it is just Joel and Ellie because Tess is in the wind now. 
Mm-hmm. She, she, she's with the flowers um, and everything. So, um, yeah, uh, Joel and Ellie, they are now, they've been traveling for a little while. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing about this show. It doesn't give us exact, like, how much time has passed between episode two and episode three? Like, right. how many, has it been a day? Has it been two days? Been three? Something like that. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ellie kind of lets Joel know, like, look, it's, it's not her fault. You know, everything's yes. happened. She didn't ask to be bit. She didn't ask to be immune. You know, she didn't. It's not her fault that Tess died, but it's like Joe has had animosity towards mm-hmm. her this whole time. And she just kind of lets him know, like, look, it's not my fault, dude. Like, yeah. come on. Like, you, you do see what we're living in. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, it, any of this could happen. And um, I wish she. No, no, I was gonna say I love that she did that. I love that he thought that she was gonna apologize, and she said, "No, I'm not. I'm not apologizing." That's one hundred percent. But I, I get it. You know, um, he just didn't know where to, you know, direct. However, he was feeling. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and and also too the fact that, you know, okay, we know what happened in two thousand three with Sarah, but there's a 20 year gap that we don't really know what else he has yeah. been dealing with Ugh. and everything on top of continuously having PTSD about his daughter. Mm-hmm. So, but we know he's been through some things. We, yeah. We do know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another thing too, uh, is that the relationship between Ellie and Joel is very different in con- contrast to Tess and mm-hmm. Ellie. Um, just like, how do you feel about like the different, you know, relationship dynamics? That's why I called them the fallout family. You know, yeah. mom and daughter was one way, but dad and daughter is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like when um, when Tess was alive, you know, um, Joel wanted nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly he just she was just a, a package that they were delivering. You know, um, he just pretty much would just let. Tess handle that but then obviously when Tess you know she's no longer with the group you see especially after you know Ellie told him she let him know you know which I again I love um he's he's it seems like with this episode he's trying you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. he kind of you can see that he respected her for that because he gave her a nod you know after that so it just seemed like their relationship obviously it's good it's getting stronger but i like where it's headed you know it seemed like he could be straightforward with her about things and um and just the fact that she's not that she doesn't take stuff too serious but the fact that she too is straightforward you know because that that was kind of like i don't know very brave of her just to be very direct with him you know she pretty much gives it back to him, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a very direct way. He's direct with her, and she gives it right back. Right, to him. and it's almost like he don't know how to deal with that because, you know, the relationship that he had with his daughter was very different than that. Yeah. So, um, so we get them walking on the road, and I mean, they're walking, and and I, I like, like I say, the whole her being a kid and just have this whole, you know explorer type of mentality like oh she see a crash plane like oh you flew on one of those yeah you know and 
you know, how was that? That, I mean, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Was like, I love that she's. Yeah, I love that about her. I love that she's excited about stuff that he's kind of like, like you said, oh, yeah, it's all right, you know? Yeah, but I tell you this, it'll be a hell of a thing to be on a damn plane when this whole thing happens. Just jump out. (laughs) (laughs) What are you? I don't know if I'd jump out. I mean... Uh, but it'll be a, I mean, it'll be like a snakes on a plane situation or a trained abusing type of situation. <laughs> like you're just fighting for your life, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd, I'd jump out. Where are the parachutes? But no, seriously, even without a parachute, I'm jumping. I'd rather jump than become a plant eater person. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I, I got you. So, you know, he just kind of like nonchalant, like, yeah, it was all right. And, you know, this type of stuff. And it was like, you know what? Um, maybe we need to walk over on that side. Don't walk past there. She's like, why? What's the problem? Oh, man. And then he looked she didn't listen. A, yeah. And there's a, basically like a a row of uh, dead bodies that are yeah. now skeletons. So they've been there for some time. That sucks. 20 years to be exact. Yeah. And we get the flashback. Mm-hmm. And oh my god! And, yeah, and I mean, Joel explains what happened. Where like, if there was no room at certain you know uh, places, like they just took people out and killed them. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like wait a minute! All right, ain't no place there. Well, let me just let me find my own way. Don't let me don't kill me. Like what are y'all doing? But that's how they was operating. Mm-hmm. And we see where they had rounded up those particular people. And we are introduced to Bill, who is down in his basement. And he's like, not today. (laughs) He's so so cool, Bill. um, Yeah. So, like, I mean, we got Nick Offerman. He's showing up as Bill. And he's the survivalist and everything. And I I laugh because I've watched this episode now three times. And. Each time when he comes out the house with that uh, mask on and shotgun, I'm like, if anybody was still out there, they would have shot the hell out of him. Because yeah. <laughs> he had no type of armor. So I'm Nothing. Like, what are you going to do? All right. But, um, yeah, uh, how did you feel about the introduction of Bill and him being this uh, survivalist and everything? I think that Bill is so cool. I wasn't too sure what to expect. Like, when he was going around and you know um building the building up the fence and you know he was growing uh some some veggies you know he had his chicken his chickens and stuff like that and i mean he was making some delicious looking meal you saw his meals yes yeah <laughs> right that looks whoa anyway i loved his whole setup like but i'm not going to lie i was thinking like okay he didn't want to go with them like with that oh we didn't even mention it so um, it's, it, it starts with the flashback. So the people who we saw, well, it weren't, they were dead, the deceased, you know, who was now skeletons and in, in the dirt and everything like that. We go back 20 years ago and we see, was it 20, 20 yeah. or yeah, 20 years ago. And we see that, um, you know, this is, you know, those people are going to a supposedly a safe space, but yeah, um, they yeah, didn't make it. Was. Yeah, but anyway, okay, let's try to keep, because there's so much sadness in this episode, but we'll just keep it straightforward. So with Bill, I mean, Bill was just so excited about this, you know? He, it's like he was, obviously he, he's a survivalist, so he was waiting for this day. He was very well prepared, 
you know, for this. And it seemed like, you know, he didn't have a care in the world. He, he set up his little, up his little mini town, you know, for himself and things just looked great, you know? Um, so just starting that out, I really love Bill's introduction. You know, I love the fact that he had his own little town or neighborhood going on. Yeah, he pretty much had his own little fortress. Mm-hmm. Right? That basically had it. He set it all up. Nobody could get in. And if anybody did try to get in, they was getting roasted and, and electrocuted and everything. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, he's been, because again, we don't know exactly how much time has gone by that he's been alone like this. But one particular day, he realized, oh, somebody fell into one of his hole traps. Mm-hmm. Go out here and see what the hell is going on. And this is where we're introduced to Frank. Aww. And now, initially, what did you think? Like, was did you think Frank might have been up to no good? At first, I did. You know, like, I thought there was somebody hiding in the bushes or he was just waiting to get out. Especially when he... Because, you know, we I have the, the, the luxury of taking a shower, you know? So, but when he was just like, oh, you, you mind if, if, if I shower a little bit longer? Remember how he wanted more time in the shower? And I'm like, oh, no, he's up to something. But then it's just like thinking about it. If you haven't had a shower in God knows how long, of course you're going to want to stay in there. I mean, yes. I personally wouldn't want to leave. Like, I just let me just stay here. I can live next door, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, but, man, I'm, I'm not going to bother you. Like, right? you over here, I'll be way over there. Yeah. Right? But no, I, I, I really like the character, you know, um, I, I thought that, oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that Frank was just really cool. You know what I mean? He was just a hungry man who just, if he wanted food and everything. And then I just, I love their relationship. You know, it seemed like they, they both needed each other, not just for, you know, supplies and food, but just, you know, more even on an emotional type of level. Yeah. So, and, uh, just to, just to kind of get to that point of where, you know, because from from Bill's point of view, I don't know you, you lurking around out here mm-hmm. and everything. All right, I'm gonna let you in. I'm gonna let you take this shower. Yeah, I'm gonna feed you, but then it's time for you to. It's, after that, it's time for you to go. But it's like the longer he let Frank stick around the more comfortable Frank gets. And then he goes over and starts playing the piano terribly. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. <laughs> and that scene is where you really realize like there's something more going on. And, and especially regarding Bill, mm-hmm. because Frank is singing that song long, long time. Like I said, he's doing a terrible hatchet job yeah. with the song. And Bill's like, no, no, like, like, stop. Like, you just, like, get off, get off of this. And he's like, well, I'm not a professor. He's like, neither am I, but I do a hell of a lot better job than you, basically is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And then when he sings the song and it's like, Frank realizes, like, okay, that you, you're more than just this, you know, scruffy looking survivalist dude like there's something more to you and when you know they kind of start talking and you realize okay they both you know um have an attraction toward each other and it's interesting to see like from up until that point bill has been this very masculine guy but yeah in that moment 
Frank actually takes the lead and mm-hmm. makes him feel like, okay, it's all right. You know, it's okay. I'm here with you. I understand. And I don't know. I just, I, I thought that was, I thought they handled this very well um, and everything too. Because mm-hmm. um, I know regarding the video game, Frank is not in the game. Mm-hmm. Um and they say that in the behind, like the after um, thing of the show, like they decided to give this whole backstory about Bill. They like in the game, you know that Bill had a partner, but by the time you meet Bill and everything in the video game, Frank is already gone. But they decided to give you this whole backstory with them, mm-hmm. and and I guess to understand why Frank is the way. He, I mean, not Frank, but why Bill is the way he is mm-hmm. at the point that you meet him in the game. Because, again, I haven't played the game, so I can't really speak on how he is in the game. But I guess they decided to give them this whole backstory. Mm-hmm. And and I know a lot of people, they enjoyed the fact that they did that. I mean, of course, you had some people like, you know, but we don't care about what those people We think. do not. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, I enjoyed the fact that they use their relationship and the passing of time to tell a complete story. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoyed the fact that they did it. And um, I mean, Nick Offman and uh, Murray Barnett, I think is the actor that plays Frank. I thought they did a great job of, because this becomes their episode. Yeah. Which, which is interesting in the fact that it starts off with Ellie and Joel, but then it transitions to it becomes the Bill and Frank show, mm-hmm. you know, and just how did you feel about them using their relationship over the course of 20 years, basically, to tell this story? I thought that it was so beautiful. You know, I, I feel like you, you mentioned it, like with the performances of Bill and, and Frank, they did like an awesome job. It's just such an emotional thing there. And this is even before that ending that just broke my heart. But like even leading up to it, you know, it was funny, you know, when Frankie was trying to sing and then, you know, Bill, he starts (laughs) singing. Yeah. And then, you know, right after that, you know, Frank asked him like, oh, who's the girl, you know, type of thing. But, you know, he's like, you know, there's there's no girl. And then obviously like the two, they share this kiss that's clearly so passionate. You know, it seemed like um, obviously Frank seems like he is more experienced while with Bill he just, you know, he was probably in, you know, he was probably just in the basement, you know, hiding out for a long time. He didn't have no type of human touch, even before we found out when Bill said like his only previous like sexual experience was with a girl, but it was a long time ago. So I love the fact that they don't just linger on that. And, you know, Frank's not making a big deal about it. You know, he just had like a, a lot of compassion. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so then you just see the two blossom. It just made a lot of sense um, to me. And then, uh, which we'll, we'll jump back to it. But even at the end with that letter, oh God, <laughs> that letter hurt my heart, you know? Um, but when he even mentions it, when Bill mentions something in the letter about how, you know, he, he basically along the lines that he found his person. You know, mm-hmm. someone to take care of. And it was just so beautiful. So, yeah, point is, I love the fact that we were able to see them. You know, we were even able to see Joel and, and Tess. That was a nice connection. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And I I like the fact that they they include them in there because then we understand okay it was Bill and Frank the one with the radio right and the music mm-hmm. and everything. love that and and so it's like okay yeah you basically okay can we hear about Bill and Frank but we still hadn't seen them right and then it's like okay well when because exa- it doesn't say exactly because like okay you go from two thousand three to three years later. Well, since that's September of 2003, three years later has to be 2007. Mm-hmm. Basically. 2007, maybe 2008, because we're going from September of 2007. So, oh, 2003. So, the way they kind of do it, you still don't know, okay, exactly when exactly did they first meet in XYZ, but at the same time, that whole exchange where Bill is very like, we don't need friends. It's just you and me. And it's like, well, I already met this woman on the radio. And yeah, we're going to have friends. Cause we're gonna invite them <laughs> over. And Bill's like, the hell are you talking? Like, what are you doing? And everything. So I, I like the fact that they're, even though they're, they are lovers and partners and everything, but they are very different in their philosophy yeah. of how they want to live in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Frank and Clues Tess and Joe and the fact that it seems like Tess and Tess and Frank are very similar, whereas Joel and Bill are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> and that scene between uh Bill and uh Joel at the table, where like Tess and Frank they go running in the house because they just having a good time, and as soon as they leave, Bill pulls out the gun and like, look, I don't know you and everything. And Joel looking at him like like I understand, but mm-hmm. am I getting that gun out of my face? Like, like what right. are you doing right now? And then also too, as time kind of goes on, in after even after Joe tells like tells Bill like, you know, yeah, you could be here for a while, but y'all gonna need like to reinforce certain stuff because after a time that stuff is gonna start breaking down. You gonna probably have looters and raiders coming through here trying to get what y'all got, you know, and. You know, Bill trying to be the macho man. Oh, well, you know, we're going to be all right. And then next thing you know, they're getting attacked and Bill gets shot and almost die. And the first thing he's yelling about is call Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You don't like this man, but but the first name you you hollering out, call call Joe. They be here alone and all this type of stuff. Um, But yeah, I, I just enjoyed like how they did tell their story over the course of 20 years and you see them age too mm-hmm. um which is almost kind of sad because they even kind of refer to it themselves like like bill like yeah I'm, I'm sorry i'm getting older faster than, than you and everything and 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 frank is like that's all right you know yeah. I, I like you older you know and stuff like that but my question to you is okay what exactly happened to Frank? Was that a stroke? Um, I, I, I'm not too sure. I don't know if it was cancer. I don't know if he was always sick. You know what I mean? Like maybe there was always something that was there that just completely, it seemed like it attacked him completely, you know, or I don't want to say attack, but it's been, it seemed like it was something that was there for a while and it was never treated. You know what I mean? Mm. Because even with them saying, like, there's no cure for it, um, that's just something that popped to mind for me. 
Oh no, I, I kind of, I kind of thought stroke because if you notice, he was never once he was in that wheelchair, he was never really using his left hand. Ah, uh, that makes me so sad. And, and that's that's why I thought, yeah, that's why that's why I thought. Well, maybe it was a stroke mm-hmm. because yeah, he he wasn't losing his left hand and he's in the wheelchair. He's confined to a wheelchair too, so like, maybe it was a stroke. Maybe mm-hmm. he had like a serious stroke, and that's how it ended up. And just seeing Bill, just like watching. Because it's weird, like, Bill is older, but because of Frank and his condition, he seemed to have aged even faster than Bill did Mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. And when it gets to the point of where, I guess Frank was just like, I'm tired. Yeah. No, I I, I can't live like this no more. And when he tells him, like, yeah, this is going to be my last day. Mm. But I wanted to be the best day, and about them getting married, and you know, just, just let this be the best day that we ever had. And then you know, take me upstairs, let me you know, crush up these pills that I'm taking, and you know, let me let me let me just fall asleep in your arms, and 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 that's it. That hurts. And build, yeah, it, it, it do because it, it's. I know I know it's gonna sound funny when I say this, but. I almost kind of equate it to Castaway, in a sense, with uh, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. The only connection that man had on that island was that dog on soccer ball, Wilson. Yeah. And when he gets on, when he gets that rickety makeshift raft thing that he created to get off of that island, he gets out there in the middle of the ocean, and Wilson falls into the ocean, and he just can't get him. And the hurt that he has because that was his only connection yeah. to anything. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's it's like this in a way of where Bill met his counterpart. He yeah. met for all this is a purpose his soulmate. Mm-hmm. And to see, you know, him basically deteriorate the way he did mm-hmm. because of like I said, I'm I'm saying stroke, but I don't know if that's what it was. But seeing him have a stroke, seeing him, you know, like that, and then him saying like. I don't want to live anymore. Like, I'm just tired. I can't do this anymore. And Bill is almost like, well, since you can't live no more, I, I mean, have no reason to, to live anymore. Pretty much. And yeah. so this is kind of jumping ahead. What would you have done if your significant other, like, asked you to do that? And see that, and you know what? That's that's a hard question mm-hmm. to answer for for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's a hard question to ask because you you don't know. Yeah, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like yeah, do you go on living, or mm-hmm. do you say you know what? I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna go on with you. Like I have no reason to live without you. So, I, like I say, that's a, that's a that is, that is a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. I can't answer that question. Well, what, what about you? Um. Okay. So, immediately, I just thought no when I first heard it, but it's kind of like Frank is clearly he is tired. Because I'm thinking, no, why can't we just live out your days? But then it's just like, man, I cannot imagine living without this person. You know, in in this new type of world that we live in. So, I I like Bill's plan. I think it's beautiful. You know, he's seen. I love the fact that he said that he's satisfied. He seems fulfilled. 
You know, I mean, clearly Frank made his days so much better. And like you said, they're, they're opposites or they were opposites, but they just worked. You know, Frank was more social. He wanted to have friends over, you know, and Bill would rather not. So I don't know. I, I, I just, I couldn't see him even still staying there. You know, Bill, like without him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, it hurts. It, it, it's, it's so sad because I love them as a couple and, but then it's just kind of like super romantic the fact that you know bill just pretty much felt like he could not go on without him yeah um it, i mean it is emotional it, mm -hmm. it, it really it, it is and i like to say you 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 have to give all the credit to the actors because they really sell you on it yeah and so then it comes back full circle. We realize that this is all, this portion of it is literally happening right before Joel and Ellie shows mm -hmm. up. So they get to the compound and because I'm assuming that Tess and Joel have been there a number of times because he remembers the code mm -hmm. to get in. So they, they clearly have been coming there a number of time over the years mm -hmm. um so they get in and they you know they go to the house and they look it around and there's no bill there's no frank mm -hmm. and ellie finds the letter and she starts reading it oh. and everything and i, I find it almost it's, it's, it's a dark humor thing of where even the fact that this man i'm talking about bill is writing this suicide letter he still finds a finds the time to put a joke in. There. <laughs> yeah, like really, like, that made me Ellie. laugh. And Ellie, she doesn't do any 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 favors by even reading it and, and even reading the laugh that he puts in there. And Joe just looks at her like, really, mm -hmm. and she just keeps on. And then she stops because when he gets when she gets to the point of saying and keep, and she stops. Oh, like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, and then when he reads about, you know, you you can have all my stuff and everything so you can keep Tess safe. Basically, he would have wanted them to come and live there. Mm -hmm. That's how I took it, at least. And just the look on his face, it's like, damn it. Yeah. And everything. And I feel like this is where he he finally buys into the fact of, okay, I have to protect this girl where I failed with Sarah, where I failed with Tess, but I cannot fail with Ellie. Mm -hmm. I cannot lose. I cannot lose another. One. And this is where, you know, I feel like this is where they begin. They bond at least because, you know, they get all, you know, they get all the geared up. Ellie finally gets her gun because whole thing up until this point you know i got a hand i can use a gun you know yeah, yeah, you she, no gun. <laughs> yeah she's been trying to get a gun so she finally gets her gun and and everything and you know and i like too what she says about you know i'm going to take a shower and you're definitely going to take a shower cause, <laughs> 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 you know and and then like i say that that childlike you know, wonder that she has of where 
she gets all excited when they get inside this truck because she had never been inside of a car. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, that was so cute. In, yeah. It's like first time in the car. She's like, it's like a spaceship, mm-hmm. you know, basically and everything. And she's just there just smiling and everything. And, <laughs> you know, he's like, because he basically like, look, these are the rules. Don't ever bring up tests. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get you. I'm going to take you to Wyoming. I'm going to go find my brother. He used to be a firefly and all this stuff. So basically, like, okay, now I'm on board, but these are the ground rules of this. And they basically, you know, come to an agreement and they set out on, on the road. And it's ironic that the song that's playing is that Long, Long Time by Linda Ronstadt. Mm-hmm. With Joe likes that song apparently. Yeah. Aww. And, and then that closing shot of where it zooms back because in the letter Bill says, "I left the window open so that you know the house wouldn't have us have a smell." That was so thoughtful. Open, yeah, and it goes back you know through the window. You just see the curtain blowing back and forth. You never see their bodies. I'm glad that they was, didn't show. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice touch. But you just know that's the room and. Yeah, so that's how episode three ends. Yeah, uh, it was such a an awesome episode, but it really did. Um, like it was well filmed. I love the storyline. I love just the just the acting. You know, I love the characters. I loved with the fact that he said, you know, one person worth saving, and you know, ah oh, man, and I just I feel for you know Joel because it's like every he just keeps losing people you know death is just always there I mean it seems like that's the world that they live in now but it's like for him it's it just seems like it's it's that so I don't know I just feel like you know with the song long long time I think that it's gonna be um I, I already heard some people just talking about the song and saying how like they added it to their Spotify, you know, to, to their list and everything like that. So I kind of feel like it's going to be kind of like how it was for Stranger Things. Um, Kate Bush is uh, running up that hill. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, back up the charts. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just like a, a beautiful, a beautiful like episode and even like the way it just ended because we're kind of, you know, hopeful, you know. Yeah, but there's some hard days ahead. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we are hopeful for there yeah. are hard days ahead. We so, are. We are. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, episodes two and three. Um, we will be back to talk about episode four, maybe five, depending <laughs> on. Um and everything and we may have a guess because i do have someone that wants to come along on an episode so we we might have a guest on the next episode yeah okay so we're gonna keep it as a, you know what we're gonna have we'll probably have guests the same way this show has guest appearances yeah. by known actors <laughs> you know <laughs> people coming in and out okay yes yeah that's what that's what we're gonna do so yeah, do there is someone who asked they would like to join on this podcast because they are a fan of the show. So maybe the next episode they'll be on. All right. Um, 
Is there before we get out of here? Is there anything you're looking forward to possibly seeing on the show? I'm looking forward to uh, Joel and Joel and Ellie's relationship, and I want to know Ellie's background. Yes. You know that's that's what I'm I'm really looking forward to. What about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, just to see more of the relationship growing between Joel and Ellie. Um, I mean, I didn't mention this in the beginning part, but just, I do find it funny that Pedro Pascal is now on two shows where he's transporting like magical kids because <laughs> he got this <laughs> show, and then he's you know the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda, and it's like. You know, he just right now he's like the the protector. He he's the the father. You know, the protector of these uh these kids that have these special gifts. Mm-hmm. That's so um, cool. Yeah, so I mean, the man has two hits, uh, hit shows right now. So yeah, and the fact that also he was also on Game of Thrones too. So cool. Um. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't end so great for... Well, actually, it didn't end too great for either one of them on Game of Thrones. But it definitely did not end great for him. <laughs> um, I mean, he got his head crushed like a like a lemon. Oh, but, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> by the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 it was his own fault because he got too cocky. You know, he, he got too cocky. He could have killed the mountain when he had the chance, but he want to walk around, you know, peacocking and everything. That thing, you know, he got his head crushed. You know? <laughs> so... It was his own fault, but uh, but Bella Ramsey she went out like a like a like a true champion um, and everything. Um, but yeah, I just find it funny they got two people that was on Game of Thrones that's on the show together. Very cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to see how this world, like just them more exploring this world more mm-hmm. because unlike The Walking Dead, yes, the show that we was not going to name, but I yeah, it, um, unlike that particular show where it, I don't, and I'm just saying this from the seasons that I watched, mm-hmm. where it didn't never feel like the surrounding areas was a character in itself. Mm-hmm. Where this show, like when they get outside and they're, you know, going through the different locations, it feel like this world is lived in. Like there's, there's a story to be told with every place that they're passing by. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so I'm just looking forward to seeing like what they, what they have, um, you know, what we're going to see going forward and some of these dark days that's going to come ahead because we know they're going to be there. Yeah. Oh God, I do. So I'm just I'm I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous, you know, because we only watched three episodes, and I feel like I'm kind of like on edge. So you just know they're gonna just get us even more. Oh, of course. So, and I like the fact that I haven't played the first game yet, so I don't know exactly everything that's going to happen. But like I said, I know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, and everything. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much for this episode. Um, we will be back to talk about episodes four and five. And like I said, too, we might have our guests with us on that episode. So until next time, peace.